Welcome to a special edition of Auto Line on the Road. This week, taking you on an exclusive tour where few cameras have gone before inside General Motors design. Join us as GM's Global Design Chief, Ed Wilburn, takes us behind the scenes in this historic building where the automotive magic has been made for nearly 50 years. Coming right up on Auto Line This Week. Welcome to this special edition of AutoLine, where we're going to take you deep inside of GM Design, something that I don't believe has ever been done before, not going out on a television and internet audience, any case. And of course, joining me is the auto extremist himself, Peter DeLorenzo. And Peter, I got to commend you, man, because you've been wrangling for us to do this show for years now, and here we're finally doing it. Yeah, it's my favorite all-time place in the whole industry. And Ed Welburn, welcome. It's my favorite place yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> and Ed Welburn, of course, the vice president of global design for General Motors, and this is his house. Yeah. We're, yeah. Well, we're, well, we're the guests. Welcome to my house. It's, it's great to have you here. This yeah, is kind of fun. We're thrilled. Um, you know, Ed, this, redo the story for me. You went to the Philadelphia Auto Show? Yes, Philly Auto Show. When you were uh, how old? Eight years old with my parents. We walk into the show, into the Cadillac exhibit, and the cyclone was yeah. on display. And I just said to my parents, when I grow up, I want to be a car designer for that company. <laughs> and to see the cyclone today, it's, it's still stunning. Dramatic yeah. car. Yeah. Yeah, it's a dramatic car, very thin line, uh, great design. And you know, I, I made sure that we restored the car uh, in recent years. It's in yeah. great shape. But we're in a very uh, historical place. Uh, when it was designed in the 50s, it was unlike anything else in the, in the world, way out front. Um, could you tell us about how it came about a little bit? Yeah, it's a, a great campus. I mean, the GM Tech Center was downtown. Right. Not just design, but art the whole color. tech. Art and art color, and color was, there, was downtown. But all you know, engineering was down there. The whole technical center was in that building. So the whole idea was to design this campus for the creation of vehicles, you know, R&D, engineering, design. Saarinen was the architect, and he just did a wonderful job. Now, which Saarinen was it? You know, was it Eero Saarinen, or am I putting you on yeah, the spot no, here? No, oh, no, okay. Yeah, you're right. Then it, it, but, but when you look at the buildings, everything's on a five-foot grid. The windows of the, the styling, you know, studios line up with R&D down at the other end. Uh, we've got this great Pevsner sculpture. Uh, here in front of our building. It, it's just a wonderful place. I, I enjoy it every day. I just love pulling in the gate and seeing it. Well, when this place opened, it was like, you know, almost rocket age kind of an approach. In fact, yeah. then President Eisenhower came yes. to the dedication well, here. That's how a, big a deal it was. It was the very first, uh, like, telecast, you know, satellite broadcast type of thing. Uh, closed circuit television type of deal, huge thing. Grandstand set up along the, the lake and concept vehicles driving around, a huge event. And then this lobby itself is just so cool when you walk in here. And, and not just cool, not just a beautiful design, yeah. but this place just reeks of history. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's so much that's yeah. gone on here. Yeah. You know, and um, Ed's managed to wrangle my favorite all-time car, <laughs> the, the original Stingray that uh, Bill Mitchell gave me a ride in when I was, uh, I think, 12 
and uh, it's a and fabulous car. I mean, it still is. And the yeah. one thing you never get used to when you see the original Stingray is how compact it is. Yeah, the whole scale of it. Uh, from a distance, it looks like a 63, but the whole scale is quite a bit different. And that, this is one of the first things you did when you you know, ascended to the leadership of GM Design as you commissioned to have this restored, yeah. correct? Yeah, I mean, right away, we sent it into the shop, and, and our UAW shops took over it, and they did a great job in restoring the vehicle. The one thing we did not change, we left the leather interior, you know, it's and got the, all And the seat belts with WLM, yeah, William yeah. L. Mitchell's initials on the yeah. seat belt facings. Yeah. Why so, did you leave the Dr. seats original in well, and because, restore everything know, else? Drivers like Dr. Dick Thompson drove the car, yeah. Mitchell drove the car, Elvis drove the car in a, in, in, in a <laughs> movie. Elvis drove this car? In, in, in Clan Bank, he drove the car. Uh, you know, I drove the car with uh, Martha Stewart. Road with me. I mean, you know, the history. <laughs> Name dropper. <laughs> in this big, obviously. Yeah, you couldn't yank those seats out and put new leather in there. You had to keep that patina. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. this guy, Peter, rode in it as a kid. You can't yeah. get yeah. rid of that. that that's right. Yeah. I was telling John, wasn't Peter Brock as a kid, as a young designer? A young one designer the, he was involved in. It's, it's interesting to talk to him about it because he was a young designer. There were more senior designers involved in it, right. but he was engaged in it as well. And I guess they ran out of time. Originally, they wanted to do a coupe, more of a... Uh, somewhat like the split window with yeah. a lot of plan view, more of a bow tail shape. They ran out of time, so they just cut the roof off and ended up with this wonderful roadster. <laughs> and originally it was red yeah. uh, when it was first, because Mitchell owned it and it was his private car, you know. Yeah. So he painted it red and that's when Dick Thompson started racing it. See, I'm lucky enough to have worked for Mitchell for the last five years of his career. And yeah, he come in on a Monday morning uh, somebody criticized the cover of his car, that car got totally stripped down and rebuilt and repainted in a new color. Yeah, he was mercurial, as they say. <laughs> but he was a great inspiration to me, that's for sure. Yeah. And then juxtaposed with this original Stingray is you've got a more modern interpretation Six years right behind later. Yeah, we, you know, when we did this, uh, the, the, the design studio was busy working on other projects. And I saw this cool sketch, I mean, that one of the designers had just done on his own of this car, something very close to it. And I got kind of excited, next thing you know, we're doing a scale model. It was totally unauthorized, and then we decided to move this down to Studio X. You're not going there today, but down to Studio X, where we continued to develop this design, and we just went ahead and, and built it. Just because it was so cool and I thought it would be great, you know, energy and excitement for the whole design organization. So we did it, and then it ended up being in a, a Transformer movie as well. Yeah. So you, you got a lot out of it. We got you got more out of it than you thought we you got would going in. It. Yeah. It, it's stunning. It's yeah. great. And, of course, there is a new Corvette coming very soon. Which is why we're Well, it took you a while to get to that subject. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we're not going to Studio X, because they're busy down there getting ready for the Detroit Auto Show. <laughs> but as, uh, as we develop this concept, as I get up back to this subject, it was a fun project. It was, you know, just great inspiration. And when it was time to paint it, there was great debate over different colors. And I said, just put the same color on it that we had on the 59. So Studio X, that's super high, top secret, right? Well, you know, we have a lot of security around here, as you know. Uh, a lot of security around production studios. The advanced studios have even more security. 
Studio X is a place where I like to do some quiet work and there's not a permanent team there, it's just every now and then there's something we want to work on. We did the original work on the Camara, the Camara concept, we did that down there. We did the presidential limousine down there, that's how secret a place it is. Um, very few people that work in this building even know where it is. Ed, this is uh, an incredible staircase that you have here. It's such a, a clean, modern design, even today, even though it's, what, a half a century old? Yeah, there's so many wonderful things about um, the architecture by Saarinen. Very contemporary. It just, it really works. And 40 years I've been here, I still haven't figured out how this massive staircase stays up with these thin rods. I mean, it, it's cool. It is, because each one of these marble slabs has got to weigh a lot. And like you say, yeah. it's uh, just these thin rods holding the whole thing up. Yes. Okay, so where are you taking me into here? Oh, we're going into the color studio. Uh, thank you. And thank you, David, for mm -hmm. uh, swiping the card to get us through uh, all the security. The security, security yeah. <laughs> and this is where the studios were experts in color. Are, uh, are developing new colors, they're really following the trends, observing the trends very close. Uh, you can see the inspiration on the walls, this kind of inspiration that helps us as we're developing new colors. And uh, as I look at this and you see all the, the shapes that are here, this is obviously Buick. The colors are Buick, the shapes, the forms are flowing. You know, it's Buick. And so, there's been a whole study going on on colors for the Buick brand. They need to be warm and inviting, but we need to do them in a very new way. And then uh, fabrics and whatnot you go through here as well, too? Yeah, yeah, a lot of the fabrics and textures and materials, there's a bit of that over there on that wall, looking at uh, very creative combinations of colors, and, and those are small samples that would represent the door panel. You want to go to the studios? Yeah, You're definitely ready? want to go okay. to the studios. Well, here, I'm going to hand it off to Peter, yeah. and uh, he's going to take it from this point on. Thanks, John. Now we're going to Studio X. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So, um, how many studios are we talking about generally in, in these Well, here, we're, we're on the second floor. Yeah. And here on the second floor is car studios. Right. Um, we do all the trucks and crossover vehicles and SUVs on the first floor much heavier clay models yeah. down on the stable floor there. And uh, exterior studios, for the most part, are on the, to the right, and the interior studios are over yeah. here. So what can you tell me about this sculpture here? Yeah, it was done as part of an exercise, just looking at the form vocabulary for our brands. That's and we, and we had a different one for each brand. And, of I course, see. Buicks, you know, great Buicks have real flowing lines, right. you know, flowing lines, grace, is almost like an artist's brush stroke. Yeah, yeah. And the model, we have a similar kind of model for Cadillac, and it's, it's a lot edgier. Yeah, yeah. It has a lot more direction yeah, I, to I it. Yeah, I think the last time I was here with you, this is, is there's something else here. But yeah, this, yeah, we probably yeah, hit the Cadillac Yeah, here. the Buick form. Yeah. I gotta tell you now, um, that lacrosse still holds up well. You know, yeah. that's a sign of a really outstanding yeah. design. It I was, mean, three years later, thank you. It, it still was, looks quite exceptional. It was a road. great project. It was yeah. the collaboration between our studio right here in Warren and our studio in China. Right. And right. they worked together. It was really cool to see those two teams and work the, together. Well, I remember when you first showed it to me, you, you talked about how China really influenced the, the 
room in the back seat. Yeah. Well, you know, you have to have great uh, seating in the back seat yeah. in China. Here, yeah, it's a good thing to have, but in China, it's a requirement in that yeah. category. And I want the viewers to see uh, quality begins with design. And General Motors, uh, you know, even in the dark days of GM, design really kept it together over, well, the, over the decades. We keep pushing hard. And, and I, I think the team now, I mean, it's, when I think about the relationship that design has with engineering, there were periods in which design dominated, yeah. threw it over the wall to engineering. You got some great cars, but there were some poor quality cars then as well. But now you're and working th and then it's Well, it swung back into the 70s and 80s where it was so dominated by engineering and design just tried to make it look pretty. That didn't work either. Yeah. I think today we've got that right collaboration. Design really creates a vision and then design and engineering work together. So, Ed, we're, we're down in the bowels of the GM design. You're not going to Studio X. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but we, before, you know, things will get hectic at the end, but we really appreciate you allowing us to do this, and I'll hand you off to John here. Okay. Okay, the big red door. What's behind here, Ed? Oh, this is our virtual reality lab. We're going, this is where, this is kind of my home away from home. Okay, what do you mean, virtual reality lab? Well, this allows us to... This room allows us to communicate with all the studios around the world. So the ten different studios, studios you mentioned. And yeah, we have ten studios and uh, strategic just about every continent around except the Antarctica, world. Yeah, right? Yeah. And um, so in here, my day starts usually about six a.m. with a design review with Europe or China, wherever, and, and ends about six in the evening uh, with a review in Australia. And you, you call it virtual reality because you're actually looking at these designs in 3D. We'll, we'll be looking at, we use 3D capability and at times we're just, the images are coming up here. Uh, but we can have sketch reviews like the sketches you see up here, these Cadillac sketches that Christine did. Um, we have a small team, um, our visualization team that creates animations. I mean, it's a small team right here in this building. We can show you a couple of those animations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'd love see to that. see that. Yeah. This first one was of the Impala. And uh, before we had a physical property, a running car for the auto show, the team here developed this animation. You can see the inspiration, 65 Impala is just terrific car. Oh my gosh, so you actually created a 65 Impala in CAD. Well, we had both, we had a physical property and then we had to do a little magic as well. The guy is real. <laughs> but all this is computer generated. This is that all we're computer at. generated. Unreal. It's it looks not, so not live. The real car. It's all done right here in this building at the other end of this building. We took a Chevy Cruze out to Bel Air, Bel Isle, and we took some, you know, some shots of it there. We had some other shots out on the West Coast. And so it's obvious to see why you would call this the virtual reality room, sure. looking at this thing all computer generated, and yet you can get a feel for what yeah, this car will exactly. be like. Yeah, and, and so we use it for complete designs, and we want to share that with the marketing groups. It's we so do that with very early concepts to help the leaders of the company understand what it is we're after. And it, to me, it's so extraordinary to see all the reflection and light yes. in this thing oh, all I just being it. CG. Yeah. 
these are like movie shorts in a way and uh, uh, communications and marketing use them as part of the auto show uh, reveal and you'll see it up on the screen at the show all created here in the studios and bits and pieces are used over and over again this is the Mirai concept that we did for uh, the Seoul Korea Auto Show when we introduced the Chevrolet brand there. This was done by our animation team in Korea, at our studio in Korea. I love this animation, this thing is so cool. But you can see how creative No this question is. about it, and, uh, and again, so crisp, so interesting. Yeah. What I'm wondering is, do you get into more than just looking at surfaces and the like? Do you get into you know, any of the nuts and bolts, the engineering aspects oh, of the absolutely. car? Oh, absolutely. We can look at all the relationships of all the components to the outer skin. Um, over at Engineering at the VEC, they've got VR where they're, they're really looking purely at all the components. But here we're looking at the components and how they relate to the skin. Interior space, you know, and uh, throughout the vehicle, both front and rear. So what a job. You get to come in here early in the morning and watch movies yeah. from all over the world. <laughs> it really works. And the reason that I think it really works is not only the technology, but on a regular basis, I do go visit those studios. You have to. Uh -huh. And so when we had these virtual reviews, I, uh, I can tell in their voices how they really feel about the design and, because I know them and uh -huh. it's important to know them. I, I'll be honest, I don't know all the leaders of design and the other car companies around the world, but I feel like I know all of the people in GM design. All 2,000 of them? All 2,000. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, I think uh, as great as this technology is for communicating, yeah, yeah. at some point it still has to be face-to-face. -face. Oh, and I don't mean absolutely. through a camera or a screen. I mean human-to-human. -human. That makes all the difference in the world. But it's amazing how much this technology has progressed. Because I remember in the 90s when you guys were first <laughs> yes, getting into this, yeah, you had yeah. to go into what they called the cave. The cave, And yeah. everything was super controlled and the resolution yeah. wasn't that good. And yeah. this is just awesome yeah. right And the now. cars that were a product of that were very rigid. Very rigid. They didn't have the emotional quality that this car has and the shape and the form that's in the design. Yeah. Well, I'm handing this back to Peter, and you okay. take him to whatever the next spot is. So one thing about, um, we kind of teased our viewers about the history of this place. It just pours out. And the cool thing here, on the left, we have uh, pictures of... I mean, look the, at these, look at these guys. Yeah, man. the Firebird 3, is that yeah. the 3 yeah, coming yeah, together? Yeah, that's Firebird 3. And they're doing the molds, they're yeah. doing the hand. The casting the clay model. Yeah, I mean. Creating the molds, and then you see further down, uh, them creating the fiberglass model. And, you know, the guys in the shop who are working on all, you know, they're working on stuff for 2015, 2016. Yeah. They love seeing this. Well, yeah, and I, I, you know, they it's, must. It's their heritage. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. it must. Um, as a designer, if you really care about what you do, this this means a lot. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, legends roam these halls, you know, and did the work and yeah. cranked it out. It's very but cool. The thing that I feel so good about is that we've got that heritage, but in the studios we have the absolute latest technology doing the absolute, you know, which is aiding us to really work fast and yeah. do really contemporary design. Well, the speed you guys work now is just stunning. When you see these pictures and realize yeah. how long it took yeah. to bring these models to fruition. This, look at this shot here. This yeah. is yeah. getting at the final. Yeah. 
Yeah, now this would have been the fiberglass model and the plugs here for where ended up being the bubble tops that yeah. went on the car. Well, now we're going to really one of my favorite all-time places. It's called the, the assembly. A mechanical, mechanical assembly. Mechanical assembly. And this yeah. is basically otherwise known as Bill Mitchell's personal garage back the, in the day, right? The, the thing that was cool about it, when I first started here, like I said, Bill Mitchell was still running the place. And the sign on the door said, you know, enter only with the invitation of Mr. Mitchell. <laughs> Therefore, I never went into play. I went in there maybe one time when Mitchell was running it. And uh, so, yeah, I was never allowed to go in there. None of the designers would go in there. That was his private sanctuary for all his special cars. And, and that's where Ken Escherbeck kind of was. Yeah, absolutely. Today we still use it, but we use it for the restoration of historic concepts and the, the final tuning and you know, uh, refinement of our most recent concepts as well. So, yeah. so since I run the place, we can go on in there. Right. <laughs> this is a cool place, and there's some cool cars in here, too. You know, we have the uh, Converge down there, which, again, outside the uh, auto show lights, it's a pretty wild-looking car. Yeah. Um, and as you know, we've already announced yeah, yeah, the car is going into production. I, I really feel good about how the car is developing. This is the original concept. And then, of course, this is the uh, fantastic CN, which, you know, car enthusiasts still talk about. Yeah. Yeah, this room is really used for to maintain and restore the real historic cars. And you and can the most see recent. the pictures yeah. of... Mitchell himself and the original Stingray, Mako Shark, those are all taken at Road America where, where Mitchell would always show the yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah. Mitchell, and probably with, that's in Bloomfield Hills, driving down the street with his hat on. <laughs> and uh, look on the, the far right-hand side here, these old, old, old ones signed the, Louis Chevrolet. And aren't those Buicks? Though? Yeah, those are Buicks. Uh, yeah. Louis Chevrolet was a driver for... Race driver. Buick. Yeah, yeah, race driver in the... Yeah, he won the championship driving the Buick. And I, I can recognize it because of the radiator that are yeah. really draped across the, yeah. the back end that of the car, hood there. That Just car a, is so cool. So cool looking. It, it right. is really cool looking. In but right here is the fabulous Mako Shark, which was Bill Mitchell. Bill Mitchell liked to go deep sea fishing, and he caught a shark, and it inspired him. And he, he this is a, obviously a Stingray Roadster, but taken to the nth degree um, and you know it is as is it's original paint and yes. of course the stunning paint job and Ed can tell the famous story that uh, they kept painting this car and he wanted it to look like the shark on the wall he, he wanted office. that gradation of wanted, dark yeah. blue gradation, to light yeah. he wanted it just and you know to when you really look at the front overhang not only does that the color gradation but it's got these gills just like the fish, the whole profile of the front end. And they tried and tried to capture that color. And they repainted the car and repainted them one night. They took that, that mounted fish and they repainted it to match the, this car. <laughs> <laughs> and finally he was satisfied. You right. Know. Yeah. yeah, this is, uh, the interior is gorgeous. Great car, the, the detail, great history. The detailing. It's the gauges and, you know, look at the, the clock right there. In the yeah. Center. It's just a wonderful piece. Succeeding the the shark, the Mako shark, was the manta ray, which obviously uh, 
foretold what was coming in the uh, 68, 68 Corvette. Yeah. And if you notice, the front end of the uh, manta ray continued the development of the chaparral lighting that was used on yeah, the Corvair, yeah, yeah. the Monza Coupe, the and the Monza SS, mm-hmm. which, ironically enough, ended up being the front end of the chaparral, too. I, I don't know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so much history. You must feel almost some of the weight of your predecessors on your shoulders here because so much was done before you. Well, so much. And, and you know, since I, I've been following it since I was a little kid, so I, I feel like I've been working here far more years than what I actually have because it's been a part of me. And uh, it is that special place. And uh, we just build on that history and uh, just continue to push hard on fresh new designs. And build on the history is a good way to put it because we've really seen a revival of GM design, especially in the last decade or so. And the people inside the company, not in design, tell me, you have the last word. (laughs) And, you know, there aren't, like there were in the past, arguments with engineering and manufacturing and purchase. Mm -hmm. I mean, there still are those arguments, but if you say, no, this is the way it's got to be. Yeah. It pretty much goes that way, which yeah, I think it, is the right way for yeah. design to lead. And, and it works. I mean, you know, and I, I, I hear a lot, spend a lot of time working in collaboration, but at the end of the day, yeah, I've, I need to make that hard decision. Well, you've got to be the man. Yeah. You know. Well, you know... Uh, you've got to get your bust. And I'll tell you, <laughs> the, the toughest is when you've got three different design proposals that are all strong. Oh, you've told me that a number of times I mean, in the last oh few my years. God. You know, the Camaro that's on the street today, there was, I had a competition between two teams, and they both came out with strong designs. I, mean. I got a suggestion right here, and I think you know where I'm going with this, Ed. I think you should take Peter for a ride in the Mako Shark. That's been 50 years. <laughs> Come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> this is the perfect way to end the show as Peter and Ed drive off into the sunset. Ready to go? 